2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the
3: iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Fantasy Football Frenzy.
0: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Come, come, trickle in. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy on a Tuesday, a waiver wire Tuesday, if you will. Week 10 is in the books. It's over. We got to talk about that game last night, of course. Uh... That was a bond burner, huh? That was a good one. That was a good game. I enjoyed that game thoroughly. But first, let's introduce the crew, of course. Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, George Kurtz. It is your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra. And we are here on FNTSY Sports Radio Network. Uh, on YouTube, of course, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern every day, weekdays, uh, Monday through Friday. On the Sports Grid Network and Zumo TV Channel Seven Nineteen. I Heart radio Stir, and wherever you could listen to podcasts. So, Fancy Taz Jim Day, don't say it. Don't say what I know you're going to say.
5: Hey, Chris, how are you doing? <laughs> Good game last night, huh? Yeah. Monday night game. Fantastic. I loved it game. to the end. It was great. Kept us involved all the way through.
4: It was great. It was a great game. I really enjoyed it. Um,
5: and I really only have one thing to say Don't say it. Um, my, my esteemed judge, um, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, um, the defense stands in the case of Grappolo versus no. Suckage.
4: <laughs> Dude, if you watched that game last night. I watched it. Every millisecond of that game I watched, okay? It was not on him. He look he didn't have Kittle one. <laughs> he lost Sanders. What oh, While he baby. had Sanders, he was 10 for 15, 115 yards and a touchdown. He loses Sanders and he's back to square one. With the San Francisco team. Back to square one. And he still did a pretty decent job. They dropped every freaking pass they threw, to him. they threw from him. Bourne dropped two passes. One of them turned into an interception. Goodwin dropped the pass right in his hand. A lot of them on third downs. Big plays that would have been first downs. Debo, right in his chest, popped up in the air. And he almost got intercepted. Like, what are we doing? Stop dropping the ball for the guy. The guy's trying his best to win the game out there for you guys. I mean he did his job for the most part. There's a couple of times Yeah, come on. Yes he did. (laughs) Yes he did. You know he did. Look, they they
5: got to overtime. The first time the first time they got the ball in overtime. He looked bad. He he looked like he he should be in the Guinness Book of World (laughs) Records. I'm pretty sure he would have beat out Slap Tickle Johnson for the worst tap dancer
4: in history. Yeah, he did tap dance a little there. And he threw a couple of balls right in guy's chests, Defender's chests. that is. Uh, luckily, they were linebackers that can't catch water if they fell out of a boat. But you're talking about, okay, yeah, made mistakes. So did Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson made a huge mistake lofting a ball up that got intercepted in overtime. That game was over right there. I mean, play it safe Kick the field goal if you have to. Don't throw a pick there, Russell Wilson. So he pretty much blew it right there. Then, of course, the young kicker, the pressure was on, another 47-yarder, which I think, George, uh, I think Shanahan was a little too conservative. I believe it was in overtime when it was third and two, and he ran the ball. They didn't get it. They had to settle for a field goal. I don't know if that was the overtime field goal that he missed or the overtime field goal that tied it. Uh, that brought it to overtime, but too conservative. Go for the win. Go for the win here. I think it was a tie game at that point. I think that was the last overtime play, George.
6: Well, you can also make an argument that Shanahan wasn't conservative enough. Because he threw on the second-to-last drive of overtime, he should have... Two, three times. I mean, they didn't need the win. A tie would have done San Fran fine. Still put Seattle two games back, and they would have tied that game to no advantage in the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. But... You cannot give Seattle the ball back. What yes. they have? It under two minutes. you went three it out. And Seattle gets the ball back. Oh, the chance three. to win. Can't yeah, they got the
5: ball back with like three minutes left.
6: No, no, that's the first time. Under two, uh, it was under uh, two minutes. And you, you run the ball there once. That that's done. You <laughs> know, yeah. you, either you're going to score, or the game is going to end. Right. Yeah, I think Gus Johnny made a mistake there. Yep. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, Chris. I don't think last night's game is the game you want to die on a hill for for Garoppolo. He didn't look terrible though. He, at
4: times, he <laughs> looked bad.
6: I mean, he didn't he look He was 24-46, third interception, fumbled twice. The fumbles right. were bad. I, I understand his receivers dropped, oh, I don't know, a half dozen passes. Yeah. I get that. But he wasn't good either. You know, it's, it's not he the game you want to go to a war with about Garoppolo. He did. He looked, Uh, I mean, he just played on a Thursday night. Monday night shouldn't have affected him, but he didn't look good. He just didn't. He looked a little indecisive. I mean, maybe he got rattled because everybody was dropping passes. And yes, Sanders did go out, as you mentioned. They didn't have Kittle, so he wasn't playing with a full deck. I get it. But that's the NFL.
5: He wasn't playing yeah. with a full deck. I like it, George. <laughs> he wasn't line.
4: playing
6: with a full deck.
5: <laughs> I mean, these guys
4: were dropping every pass they threw to him.
5: They yes, uh, he uh, was, he threw the them. were lousy. No doubt they were lousy. I mean, most I, of those passes that they dropped were not where they needed to be in the
4: first place. No, that's not true. That's oh, not come true. on now. They, uh, they A couple of them were a little high, but a little high, I mean, you're talking like right here. It's like right here. Catch the ball.
6: Are you they kidding me? You gotta catch me? the ball. They, got, you they gotta got. catch the ball. There was no excuse most of, most of those drops. They got two hands on it. They may not have been perfect right here. Yeah. But they were, they were good passes. I mean, Yeah. up here is not a problem for an NFL receiver. One hit the guy right, right in the shoulder and he's still, uh, you know, pow, hit the guy in a bad spot. You know, the, the numbers, it's just, it was bad. Yeah, was and a couple bad of, night by Garoppolo, bad night by the receivers.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, Garoppolo, show, you know, at times he was okay, and at times he was bad, and he was nervous, and he was throwing bad balls. I, I get it. Uh, but, you know, there was just plays. I mean, a lot of those drops were getting the first down on third down. Big plays. One of them was, I think, when they were down 24-21, they were coming in, and instead of tying the game, right, I think, At this point, they could have... I think Kendrick Bourne dropped a huge pass that would have put them even closer or put them in scoring range. I don't know if it was Bourne or Pettis, one of them, but they were dropping passes left and right that were big chunk plays. I mean, the Debo one, he would have been out for another 20, 30 yards. He was wide open. I mean, it was just... I don't think he trusted those guys after a while, and, you know, it's a lot to ask when your number one and number two guys in the receiving game are gone. And they did a decent job of taking away the run game. I've quite frankly, don't think they ran enough, though, in this game. I think they should have ran the ball more overall. But, uh, you know, they, they're still a great team. I mean, you're talking about they're two of their best players on offense out of the game for the most part, and they almost won this game anyway. So it just goes to show when their weapons come back and they're fully healthy, they're one of the scariest teams in the NFL. So, uh, so
5: wait, let, let's do this. Okay, I, I gave my, my thought process, you gave yours – Let's ask the people in the chat room: Garoppolo up or Garoppolo down? Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs <laughs> down, guys. Let us know how you think. Is Garoppolo the real deal, or is Garoppolo Blake Bortles number two?
4: No, he's the real deal. All right, we'll get back to it. After this, do some game balls, waiver ads, We got you for Week Eleven coming up. Week Ten in the books. Paz,
3: Kurtz, the boy, the closer. Be right back on Fantasy Football Frenzy Tuesday.
4: A little, a little Rob Zombie a little white zombie Alright Damn chat. Moon Squad I thought you had my the back The jury has spoken they so bad man. Such bandwagon jumpers Such I fickle I couldn't even guys, count it the thumbs down So that. fickle I say Rojo I preach Rojo All the time And everybody craps on me Because he doesn't do anything Sure but I stick with my one guns. Good game in two I years. stick that's with my guns. That's why everybody craps on you. But you got to stick <laughs> with your guns. You can't be a fickle person and say, "Oh, I love this guy," and then I hate this guy. I love this guy, then I hate this guy. You're not real. Then you ain't real. Be real. Well, I'll tell be you real. one
5: thing: I would never fickle on Garoppolo. I've never once said I liked the guy.
4: I know you, you. You just like to bust my balls. But that's a, that's a whole other. Story. I, I truly don't think the guy is a good quarterback. I don't know how really you don't, don't see good. He's things got in a him. good team around
5: him. But he's never been able to do yeah, that's know, why the he, things that makes him that elite three. quarterback.
4: That's why he's 16-3 and three as a quarterback. I don't care about his record. It's a team game.
5: He had a chance last night to really step up and cement it. Make it 9-0, he push that division out, and he didn't get the win.
4: No, I will blame the loss on Shanahan's play calling one. Two, the wide receivers. You You have to blame it on the wide receivers. No matter what happens. You have to blame the loss on the wide receivers.
5: You have to. There's Uh, no no one else to blame blame it on. Blame the loss on everybody. And unfortunately, that everybody includes the quarterback who is the guy who gets all the blame. He's also the guy who gets all the credit when they do well. And unfortunately, I just don't think he's that guy who's ever going to be the guy you can lean on to win the big games.
4: Okay, fine. Well, I think he's going to be a superstar. How about that? You always said that. I, hey, it's okay to have he just a wrong started opinion. His career. He just started his career. You know, he was hurt all of last year. Well, he, he yeah, exactly. He's been he's hurt all the time. That doesn't help your argument. What do you mean, all the time? He's played one full season. One exactly out of how many in the league? He was in New, uh, New England behind Brady. He Couldn't play there. I, I no, guess you that, play but there. he's had a couple times, a couple of years now to play full seasons and hasn't. This is the second one. He started last year on San Francisco. I mean, come on. Give the guy a chance, guys. You guys out there, chat, can't be so fickle. Stop. I mean, you can't just keep jumping off and on bandwagons. Like, you got to have patience. Exercise some patience and some, you know, grit and back your guys. You know what I'm saying? Back your guys. All right, let's get George involved here. George, let's talk about, let's do game balls real quick. Game balls for uh, week 10, all right? Let's start with the quarterback position. Obviously, it's not Gucci.
6: <laughs> no, it's not Gucci. <laughs> um, I have four guys written down here that I think it could be. Um, mm, I'm gonna go with, you know, I'm gonna go with my boy. I'm gonna go with Dak Prescott. You know, I, uh, in some ways, what we would, what Garoppolo applies to Dak which is why I chose Dak. I think it ties in here. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, Garoppolo had problems with the receivers, but he'll turn the ball over twice. And sometimes you have to win a game when everything around you is not working. Mm-hmm. This is what I criticize Dak for. You know, you got to win a game when you don't. Your defense isn't playing well. The running game's not working. In Garoppolo's case, where well, the receivers are having issues here, despite all of that, he had a chance. And yes, McLaughlin, you know, shanked that field goal. That was poor. Mm-hmm. So he might have won it anyway. But like I said, I think, uh, I think choosing Garo to defend Garoppolo in last night's game probably not what you want to do. I am nowhere near as down on him as Jim is, but I'm in between. yous. I think he's more of a game manager long term, maybe a little bit more than that. Not a superstar, not at all. Uh, I don't think, and I don't think that's what San Fran wants him to be. I don't think they're going to build that kind of team around him. I think they want to build it with a running game and a the defense there. But I'm going to go with Dak here. Uh, he didn't make the mistake, but he didn't win the game either. And uh, the other three guys I have listed here, one is sort of chalk. One had same problem with Garoppolo, a bunch of turnovers. And one, again, I knew he was going to have a big game here. I'll, I'll go with Dak. I'll, I'll go with my the hometown guy. Give me Dak Prescott. For there you go right
4: there. Dallas Cowboys clap it up game ball for Dak Prescott right there. Uh, 397 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. 32 fantasy points in a six-point passing touchdown league. So, uh, pretty good game from Dak right there. And he was QB, what, five of the week? Yeah, QB five, according to what I'm looking at. ESPN six-point passing touchdown league. All right, Jim Day, your game ball f- at quarterback in fantasy. I'll week.
5: tell you, there's a lot of good choices this week. A lot of guys that, you know, we don't consider studs that had great weeks. Um, but I'm going to go with the guy that has really <laughs> just played amazingly over the last four weeks, and uh, had another good game, and that's Ryan Tannehill. Um, You know, over those last, what, since he started starting in week seven, I believe it was, yeah, seven through ten, he's the number four overall quarterback in fantasy. Um, I I can't believe I'm even saying that about Ryan Tannehill, um, but he's doing that and comes away with a big win against Kansas City. Man, Mm. this guy is just I've never seen him play this good. Maybe he just needed to get away from Adam Gase.
4: Yeah, maybe he needed to change the scenery. I mean, he's... I'm a- pretty sure there's a new Facebook group now for
5: quarterbacks who want to get away from Adam Gase.
4: <laughs> there probably is. I think you're being serious right there, too, because there is. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, he's hasn't had less than 23 fantasy points in the six-point passing touchdown league, and 25, he's lingering around 25, so he's been pretty consistent. at four games that he started. So there you go right there. And he was QB 10 of the week in week 10. Uh, And that was, you know, that was an important game, especially against the Chiefs. So, you know, shout out to Ryan Tannehill. Game ball for Ryan Tannehill. Probably the only one he might get all season, but we'll give it to him. We'll give it to Tannehill, baby. All right, all right. Good job, Tannehill. All right, I'm going to give it to, uh, I'll give it to Kyler Murray. Uh, QB four of the week, you know, I, a lot of people, he got criticized for taking first overall coming into the season. A lot of people worried about it. You know, the team's garbage. What's he going to do with this team? But he's been good. I mean, he's been a lot better than I thought he, he'd he be throughout the whole season. Yes, he's had his ups and downs, but he's 33 fantasy points this week in a six-point passing touchdown league. He had 35 against Atlanta a few weeks back, uh, 27 last week against San Francisco of all teams. So... Shout out to Kyler Murray, game ball for him. Good job for getting it done and being QB4 of Week 10 right there. Kyler Murray It was a good pick for everyone who took him. All right, let's go to running backs. Start with you, Taz. Who's your running back game ball of the week?
5: Oh, man, let's see. Who do I want to give a game ball to? And You know what? I'm going to go with the guy that I, I just, <laughs> I was so wrong on this week, and that was Derrick Henry. Um, I really thought he would get game scripted out. I thought Kansas City would take this game and not look back with Mahomes coming back and Hill there. And Boy, was I so wrong
4: on Derrick Henry. I apologize, Derrick,
5: but Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to give you the game ball as the number one running back of the week.
4: Yeah, there you go right there. Number one running back of the week, Derrick Henry. With 33 fantasy points, clap it up for Derrick Henry right there, game ball. He deserves it. I was wrong about it. Listen, I like Henry as a player. I just worry about worry about him in fantasy coming into the year cuz he didn't doesn't catch passes. Uh that worries me about his floor at running back, but he proved me wrong. I mean, listen, he has been consistent. And that's the thing I was going to I was mostly worried about, uh, and he's been getting it done. He had only two dud weeks the whole season so far. So, shout out to to Derrick Henry. RB1 of the week. All right, George Kurtz, who we got running back? Yeah, well, I'm
6: going to go with We've had games. Let's go to Cal. Out of the game. Not let him beat them. Uh, give me Dalvin Cook. You know, I said it yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. He was the only weapon Minnesota had. He should have had a rough game. Instead, he caught all over down, ran all over Dallas, really won that game for Minnesota. Dalvin Cook had a great game. Tough spot Sunday night. Sort of, uh, you know, save their bacon here. We all criticize Kirk Cousins can't win the big game, can't win on the road, can't win against good teams. Yeah. All that happened. You know, when Dalvin Cook does it, he Dallas had the game plan for him, and he didn't care. Went right through that defense. Dalvin Cook is my game ball.
4: There you go, right there, and he deserves it. He could get a game ball every week, basically. Dalvin Cook, RB two of the week in PPR. That's my boy, right there. Own him everywhere. And uh, you know, we've been waiting. It's been a few years coming for Dalvin Cook, and finally, he's healthy. And he's been as consistent as an r b one as you can get in fantasy football, so there you go, r b two, and in PPR he finishes with uh what is it thirty one point three fantasy points, so killing it, killing it, and against Dallas, who knows they needed to stop him because Dylan was out of the game. All right, I'm going to give it to, of course rojo r b five of the week. he may not get another one, I don't know, maybe not this year, but we'll see. I hope so. Game ball to my boy Rojo right there, RB five of the week, and he's catching passes. And I think that's the most important thing in fantasy. I agree. Uh, that it was good to see him get get all those passes. You know, if you if
5: you held on to him this long and you waited for him, it may very well pay off for you. Yeah, could man, be this year's Damian Williams if he ends up continuing to do that.
4: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully if he gets the targets like that. I mean, eight catches, seventy-seven yards. Didn't do much on the ground, but he had the touchdown. 23 fantasy points almost in the PPR. If He continues to be the RB1 for this Tampa team that could put up points in that offense. You know, he could be uh, a late season win- get, uh, league winner for you guys. We'll see. That's why I say exercise patience. I sure did. All right. We'll be right back. Do wide receivers, tight ends, and we'll give you your waiver ads of the week
3: here on Fantasy Football Franzi on a Tuesday.
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back. To fantasy football, friends Oh. Sorry, Chris. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook
5: where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus up to $500. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Make a deposit. That's a big one. Place your first bet and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users. Plus, new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to SportsGrade dot com backslash dk to play that sportsgrid.com backslash dk gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER 21 and over new jersey only eligibility restrictions apply see website for details and back to you chris there you go
4: right there fantasy taz reads and uh shout out also to all the veterans i didn't give a shout out yesterday and i should have i i forgot my my uh my bad there all right so hope everyone had a good veterans day yesterday back to the week at hand so we were uh, doing game balls, and we did the running backs. We're on to wide receivers. I guess, uh, let's start with you, George. Wide receiver. Wide receiver game ball for week 10.
6: I eh, always give it to Tyler Lockett. I needed him to have a bad game. needed him to have less than 16 <laughs> points, and he did. Good ball. So, yeah, in the, uh, <laughs> the Goon Squad League, I got that win. Uh, you know, I was reffing last night. Didn't even know. Uh, so, I, I didn't know anything about the game. Driving home about 1130, and... Uh, if I just, I didn't turn my phone over, which I should have, and I get a flash. All I see was Lockett. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> but usually when you see the name, that means, you know, he did something big. Six guys for 138 yards and two touchdowns. Right. I'm like, I'm more I'm ticked off all the way on the way home now. And I'm watching the game. And I watched the game when I got home about midnight. But he's not doing anything, nothing there. Then, you know, it was fourth quarter. I'm like, does he catch one big pass for the game winning touchdown? So I'm freaking out every time Seattle has the ball. I'm like, please, this better going to be a 30 yard catch. I can live with a 30 yard catch. I can't do a 50 yard. And uh, so he should get my game ball. But uh, no. I'll go with another guy in that uh, league who helped me win. A guy I picked up very, very late. One of your guys, Darius Slayton. Monster game against the Jets. Yep. Uh, I thank him. Truly thank him. Helped me win my week in the Goon Squad League and give me a shot at making the playoffs. Darius Slayton gets my game ball.
4: There you go right there. Game ball, Darius Slayton. Uh, a Giants wide receiver you wouldn't normally see on... <laughs> On the game ball list on the top 12. But hey, Darius Slayton killed it 10 catches, 121. He was wide receiver two of the week in PPR with 34 fantasy points. Speaking of the Goon Squad League, you won 121 to 111, George. You're now 5 and 5, and you're still in the race, of course. Be Goon Squad Khan. I lose. Shout out to Big Timer. It was a big matchup between big, me and Big Timer, who was first in the league. He was He's 9 a and 0. Train. I mean, he beat. I put up 181.9 points, and he beat me 183 to 189, 181.9. So I lost by a point and less than a half. Uh, and
6: I'd say you have a right to be angry. Yeah,
4: I would have beat <laughs> everybody else by a long shot. <laughs> but uh, and it
5: was actually a quiet week for Big Timer because he only made like 17 moves this week. Yeah, so.
4: <laughs> there you go, right there. Guy makes uh, about 20 moves a week. Yeah, he leads. He leads it by a lot. Well, actually, he only has thirty moves on the season. That is second I most. I just, to I'm just his shots. <laughs> No, but I mean, he's doing great. He's ten and zero. A great year. Yeah, ten and zero. Most points by a lot, a lot. He's man. he's a
6: runaway train.
4: Runaway train. Absolute runaway train. You just gotta hope if you face him in the playoffs that you ha- he has one of those down weeks and you have one of your best weeks and you beat him to make the championship because anything could happen in the playoffs. Let's face it, anything could happen. But in this week. I would have beat everybody else. Uh, Debo catches that pass, by the way. I probably win. I had Debo starting. So I'm going to give Debo my game ball at wide receiver because he did crack the top 10. Uh, three, six, nine. Yes, he is number 10. Uh, he did have 19.2 fantasy points. His best week of the season, pretty much. There you go, right there. Game ball for Debo Samuel. Debo! That's my dude right there. The talent showed. Uh, but, you know, you got to stop dropping those passes, those big passes, wide open passes, man. I mean, you know, I, I I know you're a rookie. So, you know, I'll cut you some slack there. But, you know, good good week from him, 19.2 fantasy points. What about for you, fantasy Taz, Jim Day? Well, I'm going to go with the guy that
5: I didn't like at the beginning of the year. And hopefully he's starting to turn it around. And maybe he's finally starting to make those plays. But I have to go with James Washington with his first real good game of, the, of his career, basically. um, You know, what, he end up number 10 21 fantasy points you gotta love that six receptions 90 yards touchdown uh kid put up a good game played well while doing it made a couple of nice catches as well so kudos to Washington maybe he's finally turned that corner and he's going to start becoming a player now
4: James Washington yeah I mean we'll see I mean he has the talent uh we'll see if he could continue and be co- consistent with well that something six was holding
5: him back we we just don't know what it was because I, I mean, it's not that we're the ones not – we weren't playing him. It was the coaches not playing him. So something was holding him back. Hopefully he got past that.
4: Yeah, we'll see. And it could be a great – I mean, honestly, waiver ad too because he's yep. not super highly owned here. I mean, we're talking about 18%. I'm looking at ESPN right now. He was wide receiver 12 of the week with 19 fantasy points. So if he ends up being, you know, a guy that's consistently in the offense and gets a high snap count – Maybe he'll be some, but the problem is you're asking for a lot because you got Rudolph, uh, and you know, he's not very good. I mean, the Steelers defense is very good, but it's not enough. I don't think, I don't know if Washington can be consistent enough uh, in this offense without Big Ben there. If Big Ben were there, it'd be a different story, but, um, there you go, right there. That's the wide receivers. Let's do the tight ends real quick. Start with you, Taz. Round back.
5: Uh, I'm going to go with a guy who saved me a game last night. Um, you know, it's a, I have to say that this past week, I haven't been on top of everything as much as I should have been. Uh, But it's no doubt about it uh, that I I got really screwed up. I went in to check one of my lineups on my team yesterday and realized that the only tight end I had was Kittle. And I'm like, oh, man, you kidding me. (laughs) I never really saw it during the week for whatever reason. So I had to go out and pick up somebody. And the only guy I could pick up
1: was Hollister.
5: I needed 16 points from Hollister Never thought in any chance in hell I would get those points from him uh, after the good game he had last week. I didn't expect two in a row. And early on, you didn't see him catch anything. And I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. I'm done. And then all of a sudden, touchdown. Ooh, hey, life. Okay, I'm good. Ooh, <laughs> catch. Ooh, catch. Touchdown. Ooh, another catch. Yeah, Jacob. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. What a and game. I started rooting his butt on, and sure enough, he ends up coming out of there with 20 points getting me to win. So I got to give Jacob Hollister my game ball.
4: Yeah, and he deserves a game ball. So game ball for Jacob Hollister right there. Yeah, clap it up for Hollister. Game ball for the kid, and he deserves a cute, uh, tight end three of the week. Last week also put up over 19 fantasy points, over 20 this week. I mean, playing tight end in Seattle is a prosperous position. Let's just put it that way. I mean, you had Disley, who all year was killing it with Russell Wilson. When Jimmy Graham... Was there, he was killing it. You had, uh, you know, now you got Hollister and he's killing it since he took over for Will Dillisley. Russell Wilson targets his tight ends heavily. Ten targets in this game, eight catches for 62. So you're always going to make some money at the tight end position in Seattle because he uses them. He uses them and Hollister got it done. So tight end, uh, three of the week, Jacob Hollister, game ball for him. Uh, I'm going to go with O.J. Howard, of course. Uh, (laughs) Finally. After weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of us trying to project, uh, you know, what he's going to do or do anything at all, not bust, finally got it done when probably no one started him. I did start him in a few leagues, I'm not going to lie. 14.7 fantasy points. He had a touchdown. So he is tight end uh, seven of the week. So there you go right there. O.J. Howard finally getting it done. Come on, my boy. You know you're talented and you know you could be a lot better than what you've shown so far. All right, George Kurtz, give us your tight end.
6: I actually started the Joe O.G. Howard in a couple of leagues, not because I, there was any smartness, but because <laughs> I had nobody yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, see, do that or uh, take a zero there and start some schlep. But then again, Arizona was, what, top five worst, give you a points to tight ends. This was yep. going to be the game for him. I thought tight end was tough this week. You know, I don't want to go with the uh, the chalk and Kelsey or Andrews. So I'm to uh, Mr. Snow game. Craig Olson had a nice game of snow there in Green Bay. It was fun to watch. Listen, uh, I had a, had a nice little contest there. Give me the old man. Old man, St. Nick. There Greg you go Olson. right there.
4: Greg Olsen, tight end five. Yeah, he got it done. I mean, I haven't really I feel like he's quietly hasn't yeah, he hasn't really been doing anything all season, right? I mean, early in the season, week two and three kind of popped. Kind of disappeared after that. But this week, eight for ninety eight, ten targets. I mean, seventeen point eight fantasy points. What do you do with Greg Olson? Uh I don't know if that consistency is gonna be there every week, but that was a pretty big game for him. Almost cracked 100 yards, and he is tight end number five. So game ball for Greg Olson. Shout out to Greg Olson getting it done. The old man could still play. There you go right there. Speaking of tight ends, guys, let me just tell you this. Did, did you see that, though, with,
5: with Greg Olson? What? When when, uh, when he was uh, when he was on the sideline and he wasn't involved in the play, he ran up to the booth real quick, did a couple of announcements, and then went right back down to the field.
4: <laughs> I did not see that. Is that true? <laughs>
6: Oh, Is that true? true. I
4: okay. wouldn't be surprised.
6: I
5: wouldn't be
4: surprised. You know who would do that? Kittle would do that. Kittle's a nut job. He'd run to the sideline, commentate, and then run back in the game. I mean, he's that Chris, type of guy. Chris, do you have older brothers? Uh, no, I have younger brother.
6: That's oh, you're the lucky. They would have a field day with you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I almost believed in that. All right, so listen. <laughs> let me tell you this, though, right now. Tight ends, speaking of tight ends. In one league that I'm in with Lance Davis— I started Jimmy Graham, Tyler Eifert, O.J. Howard, and Vance McDonald. Four tight ends. One in the tight end position, three in three flex spots, and actually one, just to tell the tale. I don't know how. Put up 109 points, barely won, but just wanted to say that. I started four tight ends. That's how bad uh, the bye weeks killed me, and just injuries are killing me. I have to start four tight ends in these leagues. I mean, there are tight ends out there that could just pop out of nowhere. So, uh, if you ever really are that desperate... I wouldn't recommend starting four tight ends, but maybe two. Uh, that could work out for you. All right. And, by the way, in the GST, I lost by one this week because of Seattle's oh. kicker in OT. Oh. Yeah. So, if if if, Seat- if San Francisco just wins the game, if Seattle just wins the game in regulation... That correction. Uh, if if McLaughlin... Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. If McLaughlin hits that field goal, I win. I lose by one in GST. I fall to 5-5. Five and five. It was a big game, so... That kind of stinks. Uh, but hey, it's fantasy football for you. When we come back, we will do week 11 waiver ads or top ads. You got waivers going tonight. We got you. Right after this, Fantasy Taz Gym Day. Boy, the closer Chris Venture, George Kurtz on a Waiver Wire Tuesday. Be right back. go right there all right pleased to meet you all right rolling stones right i love it shout out to brian alex and the pit shout out to the pit shout out to the goon squad and we're back we're gonna do week 11 waiver ads i mean uh you know it's that time i I know we're still mourning our our losses my point one loss i'm still mourning it uh it hurts but we gotta move I on. I hate those. Next those week. are the worst. Oh, I I'd clown. rather
5: lose by 60 freaking points than point. Yeah. One.
4: And you know what the best <laughs> part is, Jim? I I think I was third in points of the whole week because I had 163.3 and the guy I lost to had 163.4. So Oof. I forgot who it was. I forgot the guy's name.
5: Well, you even you your loss to Big Timer, that was only a couple points, right?
4: Yeah, that was like a point in uh, 1.2 yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, it hurts.
5: You did the same exact thing to me.
4: Yeah, see, so I guess it's karma.
5: He's oh, making a the season out of it.
6: He just beat the crap out of me, so I don't have to worry about him.
4: <laughs> I don't have to worry about him again this year until the playoffs come. Should be an interesting playoff in the Goon Squad League. I mean, a lot of teams are still in it, but um, you know, points are going to matter there. I got to look at the trade deadline, too, and, I'm sure, and Lance Davis. Yeah, I
5: need to make some changes. Brought that up, yeah. yeah Everybody's I mean,
4: available. Up. Everybody's on the block, Jim. Taz sucks Is having a fire sale. There you go right there. Taz having a fire sale in the Goon Squad. You heard it. All right. So, yeah, I'm still mourning that stuff. But we got to do week 11. We got to do waiver ads. It's tonight already. And uh, I'm going to throw up a board. Just a couple of guys here. Throw out there. And then you guys, you know, give us some other maybe top waiver ads for the week. So, Alex, throw up that board. Week 11 waiver ads. Just a couple at each position that I threw up. No doubt. Yeah. All right. So, at quarterback, of course, you got Kyle Allen. A lot of people like Kyle Allen this week versus Atlanta. I'm not particularly interested, but could be a good play, good stream and play. He's also low-owned. Uh, and then you have Derek Carr at home against Cincinnati. He hasn't been, like, great in fantasy, but this is a week where he could pop because Cincinnati's just a, a terrible, terrible Bucks. defensive team. They're the only— Winless team left, uh, and you know, just could be a nice little game. He's already forty-five percent owned. You can see right there. Uh, I think Nick Foles is an interesting pickup too, uh, but we'll talk about let the guys talk about that. Kalen Bellage I got up there thirty-seven percent owned at home against Buffalo. If you're in desperate need of a running back, Kalen,
5: no, the answer is never Kalen Balazs, never. <laughs> never, never, Who else never, you pick up? never. Brian Hill, that's all I got. Never, yeah, absolutely, Brian Hill. Brian Hill should be the number one pickup at running back right now. Okay, absolutely. Okay, this isn't any
4: order. I'm not saying you should take Belage over Hill,
5: but... but the answer is never Caitlin Belage unless who is the worst running back in football? Then the answer is Caitlin <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Took too long. All right, yeah. No, listen, uh, I'm with you, Brian Hill at Carolina. I would, you know, and just to have, I'd rather have him. I'm with you. I mean, I don't trust Belage at all, really. I mean, last week he did have 20 carries. I think for forty yards. He did yards, absolutely so he did nothing, nothing with, with them. <laughs> 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 all right, wide well, receiver. I got Debo. Although he was better 50%. than Barkley, so go figure. Yeah, I know Barkley was uh, extra
5: special. It's obvious that Barkley is not healthy.
4: Yeah, because he, he wouldn't be running like that. Definitely not
5: anywhere near hundred percent. He, it looked like he couldn't. Ev- he couldn't even make a like a secondary move at all this weekend.
4: Right. Right. Yeah, he couldn't make the normal cuts he makes. Other uh, wide receivers: Debo Samuel at home against Arizona after this week that he popped. He's only 15% owned in Yahoo league. So you need a wide receiver that could pop. There you go. He has that talent. You saw it on display last night. I don't have to tell you if you watched the game, Demarius Thomas at Washington, 9% owned. I don't like it, but I don't see a lot of wide receivers out there right now. These are like the two I see that stand out the most. If You guys want to add to that? out there. Who's out there?
5: Darius Slayton.
4: Slayton. Okay. Yeah. If uh, you know, Shepard's still on the shelf. I guess Slayton's a pick. Hey, you know, Shepard
5: could be on the shelf for the rest of the year if this continues. With this concussion. When, you, when you start getting into this much time over a concussion, that's not good.
4: When that's you're what,
5: dealing with multiple, multiple weeks over a concussion, that's not a good sign.
4: No. Yeah. And I worry about that with Brandon Cooks now also. Uh, I Although don't, at least
5: I, he started practicing a little.
4: Did he? Okay, good.
5: I, I, yeah, I think I saw that.
4: All right, so maybe a good sign for Brandon Cook's owners because I own him in a lot of leagues, quite frankly, and uh, I'm not But I'll tell you,
5: another great waiver wire pickup for wide receivers because nobody's believing the fact is Devontae Parker. I'm pretty sure he's still under 50% owned, and and this guy has been double digits pretty much every stinking week.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's been consistent as they come. You're right. I mean, I own him in a couple leagues. I don't know what his ownage is. Let's see. Uh, in in ESPN, it's 44.6%. Yeah, that's, that's a, a joke. Word. Ownage. What's that, George?
6: Let's make up a new word. Ownage.
4: All right, what's a new word?
6: You you gave it to me. Ownage. Ownership <laughs> percentage. Ownage.
4: Ownage. <laughs> all
6: right. You, oh, you oh he's right making there. up a new word. I got you. Yeah, I he made up a new up ownage. word. Yeah. There you go. So as we calling you shortly. <laughs>
4: all right. It's a
6: th- dictionary, boys and girls.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I ownership is a long word. I I do need to cut that short. Devante Parker. I mean, listen, yeah. How many weeks in a row now? Six, seven.
5: Oh, at least. Yeah. He's been fairly consistent almost all year. And man, it's hard for me to say that. Look, the kid came out of school with so much talent. We expected so much. And obviously like we're seeing uh, across the board, Adam Gates just ran him into the ground.
4: (laughs) And that's, that's the thing I think. So like Parker has been around for a while now, dude. And he is a first-round pick. I think he was, uh, what, ninth? Not ninth overall. Maybe he was I, 22nd overall or whatever. But he was a first-round pick. Talented guy. Big, freakish athlete. One of my guys. You know what I'm saying? One of the guys I like. But didn't get it done for years. I mean, people are just calling on bus. Write him off, right? Nobody drafted him this year. Nobody cares about him. But now he comes out. Well, Gase is gone. And he's producing a little bit. I'm not saying he's going off. But he's been consistently getting double-digit fantasy points. The kid has talent. Sometimes it takes certain people more time than others to develop. Hint, hint, maybe Gucci, maybe Rojo, and other guys. Some guys click right away, boom, they come out the game firing. Some guys, eh, they need a little time to progress in the league. That's why you got to have patience. Uh, You're going to have a whole lot of patience Exercise for patience. You're going to be saying this in seven years. He's going to come along sooner. He's coming. He's coming. He's, coming he's gonna be great. seven years from now. If he's, if he's still not come around in seven years, I am not on the air anymore. I mean, because obviously <laughs> I was completely wrong about all the things I said. All right, so yeah, let's go with the next waiver. Tight ends, Howard. I mean, I think after that game, you kind of want to own Howard as a backup at least. You know how talented the guy is, once again. Maybe he's going to come around the second half. I mean, it could happen. Uh, you've seen crazier things happen, even though the first half was so bad. Let's throw that board up again. And I forgot the other tight end I put up there. But, George, do you have any other waiver ads for the week that, uh, you know, might be sneaky ads or things I haven't mentioned yet?
6: You mean after the 10 players you already mentioned? Well, I threw up uh, a board. That's it. No, I
4: threw up a board. I gave you some positions. I want you to find something. Dig a little deeper, you know what I'm saying?
6: I don't remember if you said James Washington. Once again, it might be some. Maybe he's about ready to uh, do something now. Sam Darnold, a quarterback only because they're playing in the Redskins. Mm. You know, so maybe everybody on the Jets. Ryan Griffin a tight end. Herndon is likely out for the season with a rib injury. So uh, yeah. yeah, Herndon. So worth waiting for him to come around oh this season. My God. Damn, uh, that, that really paid off. Same thing with AJ Green. That really paid off too. <laughs> Kyle Rudolph, Minnesota, he's catching touchdowns. You know Hollister, who won Jimmy League. You know, so uh, there are tight ends out there all of a sudden. But then again, Hollister is off this week.
4: Else is on the buy right. So,
5: hey Chris, can you tell me what Eric Ebron's ownage is? Because uh, I, I mean, he, onage? he's definitely somebody to pay attention to now after not really doing much. But
4: with has- uh, Hilton
5: out and Paris Campbell out, he had twelve targets this past week.
4: I know, I know. Uh, and Doyle actually has been uh, getting it done a little bit too. So both Colts tight ends, uh, his onage is a little slightly over fifty percent in ESPN leagues. Yahoo, I would have to go look, but you know it varies. I mean, I know that a lot of these tight tight ends are just low-owned anyway. I mean, they're like stream options. Doyle is only, yeah, same thing. Same as Ebron, 51%, right around there. So, there's a lot of tight ends to pick up, quite frankly. I mean, people are dropping Vance McDonald. I could see him, you know, obviously having a few good games into the season as we go towards the playoffs. I mean, you know, all these tight ends could produce. A lot of it relies on touchdowns. A lot of it relies on touchdowns, so we throw that board up again? I had some defensive defenses, too. All right, so, yeah, O.J. Howard, 40% owned. Noah Fant, that's, like, deep, deep stuff. I know he he went off last week, but he didn't have the targets, so it was really one big play. 16% owned, so low, low ownage, and, uh, you know, I think you could get him. Uh, and if you're desperate, you got somebody on a buy could pop for a big game. He could give you, like, that 15, 20 points that you can't get from a lot of tight ends. Uh, and then defenses, these are just some streaming defenses that are probably not owned. New York Jets at Washington, 22% owned because Washington's so terrible. Dallas Cowboys at Detroit because Matt Stafford. And it's looking like Matt Stafford is probably going to be out multiple weeks. So Dallas could be a pretty good play, and Dallas need to win this week, huh, George? If they can't beat Detroit without Stafford, I think uh, it's time to say goodnight to those playoff uh, you know, aspirations, deep playoff aspirations.
6: They'll still probably make the playoffs. If Stafford would have been uh, healthy, this game would have been much more interesting. But without him, I assume the Cowboys take care of business. But that's always a big assumption from Dallas. <laughs> they did lose to the Jets. I mean, yeah. they laid an egg uh, in that game. They can easily do it again. So uh, I don't put anything past Dallas. Yeah. Jeff Driscoll.
4: How did Jeff Driscoll do this week? I feel like he was He, did uh, a, it wasn't he that actually bad. did pretty well. Yeah. He was in the top <laughs> 12. There you go. Top 12 quarterback, Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, 46 times he threw the ball. I mean, he was 59, percent which isn't great completion percentage, but touchdown and pick. He ran the ball for 37 yards. Maybe he could get it. Done he even caught Cowboys. a pass, didn't he? Six yard pass. Uh, I don't know.
6: Did he? I don't think so.
4: I think he did. So he's a, he's a versatile versatile little quarterback there. Like Taysom That sounds Bill.
6: right. By the way, I think he did catch a pass. Like what Jim says right that does that rings a bell in my head that he caught a pass. <laughs>
4: Jeff Driscoll caught. Ding! A pass. <laughs> uh, what about the Lamar Jackson flip to, uh, Ryan, Gr- was it Robert Griffin? Was it no, Ro- uh, Griffin. Yeah. Robert Griffin, right? He did a I RPO. Totally then. Did you say, yeah, it was Lamar Jackson. He did a RPO play and flipped it to the backup quarterback who then took it. And he was like the running back. He was the halfback,
6: the backup quarterback. They're just having fun there. Yeah. I think else. they're
4: just like playing or playing games. I mean, at this point,
6: that's yes,
5: well, they should look, they got a, they got a, schoolyard quarterback let's play schoolyard football and it's working it's working it's crazy absolutely it's working, working. I, hey look you know I, I got i got heat from Corey on this because there was a guy who sent out a tweet about you know uh how what how lamar stacks up against some other people in a bunch of different stats and uh and then another guy put a, a, a post right behind that and said yeah well how about this and he picked a bunch of bad guys that were better than lamar in stats and you know, it's always been my thing. You can make stats say whatever you yeah. want. Um, any stat, you, you can cherry pick them all. And that's why I was replying with that. And Corey saw it and he's like, oh yeah, you still down on him this year? I was like, Corey, no. I said, I, this kid is playing great football. How can you still be down on him? I thought he wasn't going to be a good passer and he's shown he could pass. So
4: good mm-hmm. for him. <laughs> so you're finally on him. One day you'll be saying oh, I, that I, about I, Hey, I've been on him
5: since like week three. I mean. As soon as he came out that first week and said, screw it, I ain't going to run. I'm going to throw all day and did it good. You were worried about That's the That's all I man. needed to see. Yeah.
4: Well, he's proven that he could throw the ball well. That's the thing that he needed to prove most of all. And he proved that to you. I mean, but, you know, I've also seen quarterbacks that had great seasons the next year or the next two years in a row. Just what happened? They're horrible all of a sudden. I mean, look at Stafford, right? Stafford's an interesting case. Stafford has had some great seasons with Calvin Johnson years ago where he threw for 5,000 yards. I mean, he'd throw for 5,000 yards almost every year or close to it. But he was throwing the ball 500 times a year. you know, Right. Or he was throwing the ball a, a lot. Year. But to be to be capable of doing that it shows some you know, talent. I mean, you have to be talented to throw the ball for 5,000 yards. So then he kind of like disappeared. For the last few years, and now all of a sudden he's emerging again as a as a very good quarterback. Like I feel like in the NFL, you never really know. You could go through spurts where you're you just go into a lull and you lose your confidence. Once you gain it back again, you could you could start getting on a roll again. It's a lot of ups and downs in football, so that's just the way it is.
5: Patience. Okay, I just got one last word to get in. Booger McFarland is the worst announcer on yeah. football. Get him off Monday <laughs> night.
1: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
2: I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to miss you. (laughs) Here's what you missed on Fantasy
3: Football Frenzy. I didn't want it to end. There's obviously other
4: duds out there. I mean, Zeke, like we said, uh, you know, it's just, it happens. I mean, you're not going to go, see, like, I'm already getting trades from Lance Davis. He's trying to give me Saquon Barkley, for Alvin Kamara. Okay, so people are already trying to, like, push off Barkley. Maybe they're worried about the health and stuff, but I wouldn't be too, too worried otherwise. If he's healthy, he's a super you talented have an runner.
6: x-ray at the last night's game. Okay. So, yeah, you're something's, worried about the Nothing's come out about that, so yeah. I don't think it's anything truly to worry about, but uh, it's something worth I watching. they said something they were getting bothering. an
5: MRI done today.
6: MRI, need, that means ligaments. That means yeah. ligaments I are know. a tear, so not a bone. So that's, that's more concerning mm-hmm. because one, one thing people always forget is when they say a sprain, a sprain is a tear. It's a degree of tear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all it is. Usually a, a very lighter degree. Uh, but what we have heard is what? They're, they're encouraged after the X-Rays for what it's yeah, worth. So right, hopefully it's okay. Man, is... I, mean, I don't have Barkley in and any league because I never get the number one pick. Because I'm cursed. But
4: uh Well, you didn't really uh, want still. it this year, I guess. Run, I mean, he hasn't lived up to that. Yeah, I
6: always want the number one pick. I'll take yeah. my chances. Yes, <laughs> it hasn't worked out for you since Barkley got hurt. But I think Barkley was the consensus number one. Right. Uh, it would have worked out better for you to probably have the number two. Or three, depending on where Christian McC- uh, McCaffrey went. Yeah, mm-hmm. wherever
5: you get CMC. Yeah. Right.
6: <laughs> he was going, what, two or three, right? It was Barkley one, then McCaffrey or Kamara with two, three. Zeke was pretty much four or less, depending because of the holdout.
4: Right, right. So, yeah. They, I mean, let's not even down. talk about David Johnson.
6: Oh, man. Yeah. Johnson, <laughs> Bell, bust, bust, Connor, bust. Uh, there's a lot of bust running backs. Mixon, bust. I'm not taking Fornet's any. Big you know bust. what?
5: That, that's what we should do one of these days. Is come up with a, a day where we want to have our first have a, a first round draft for next year based on what we know now.
4: Right. <laughs> well, the thing is, we have then you kind of have to anticipate where people are going to be too, or we're just going to assume that everybody. Well, people in, in baseball what we know money leagues are already
6: drafting. Baseball money oh, leagues are already drafting now, and he hasn't hit. They don't know where they're gonna end up. It's not. Fair. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But I have no problem with Jim's idea. I think that is kind of interesting, to see how valuations have changed. Uh, two months, two and a half months since when we did most of our drafts.
4: Yeah, and you know, and I'm sure it's changed quite a bit. I mean, Dalvin Cook, right? The early second round pick before this year. Where do you think he goes next year? I'm saying top five, right? Top five right now. I mean, how could you not? Every game has been. Thank you. A great game, maybe except for one. Cook was
6: always good. Just had to stay healthy. He just had to stay healthy. And that's why he was in that race. He's done it. Sports
0: Grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.